Live once again here on Wednesday night. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's up, guys? I'm here. I think JT got lagged. No, <laughs> never mind. Okay, we're good. Anyways, and here is here is my, my main man, Justin. Justin, so How's good to hear from you again. Great He's alive, here. folks. He's alive. Barely. I the bad really days. Sore very worried if he was still alive, but he's alive and kicking. Oh yeah, we're we're very happy to hear that Justin is still around. If you know what I mean. Yeah, we had to do our daily poke with a stick to see if he's still alive. Chat. Chat. Oh my God, Bill. <laughs> yeah, sorry about sorry about the scars. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, we're just kidding, Justin. We're glad you're here. Yes, love yes. to see it, everyone. Happy to be here. All righty. Well. Good news. Tonight's topic on Nick's bag is toxic fandom. Oh, boy. Getting Phil, controversial. Why don't you step in and explain what the hell toxic fandom is? Okay. Toxic toxic fandom. Um, Justin, I'm going to need you to grade me on this one, okay? Go ahead. Okay. Toxic fandom is basically those fans who are just so into it anyone who is less than what they think of what there is it's apps they basically don't like the lesser fans and they do a lot of gatekeeping and just justin i think you could probably do it better than me um b minus okay um i think into it is a bit of a you're giving them a little too much credit they are narrow-minded people who think that their fandom should exist in a very certain way enjoyed by a certain group of people and if that fandom deviates from that path then there is going to be hell to pay um it's everywhere now and we're gonna give some examples and we're gonna talk about it in music in movies and music and tvs because yeah. there is a lot of toxic there's a lot of a-holes out there and that's what our conversation is tonight we're just gonna sit here and talk about assholes isn't that great oh my god <laughs> we get to sit here and talk about assholes tonight isn't that so much fun i didn't want to talk about myself I didn't want to talk about you either. <laughs> hey, yeah, sorry, yeah, Justin, hey. That was a, I'm sorry. That was a perfect setup. You guys cracked me up. That was a perfect setup. Mm. But don't worry. Those involved have been sacked. Okay. So what should we start with? Um, I think a big one that everyone thinks about when they think toxic fandom is Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Big one. Oh my God. Now say what you will about the movie. I'm not a mm -hmm. big fan of it, but I see the merits in it. But yeah. these people wouldn't even give the movie a chance. I know. And, you know, some of them might have legitimate reasons, 
like I had my reservations myself, mostly because of the fact that it was a reboot instead of a continuation. Yep, um, yep, yep. But I was like, you know what? I reserve judgment until I see the movie, as you should. Um, but no, some people were just so upset about an all-female Ghostbusters that it was like a challenge to their masculinity, that it was going to ruin their childhood. Guess what, people? 1984 Ghostbusters still exists. Yep. Yeah. Preach. And you want to know something? Um, I think with the um, hate of this movie and also the defense of this movie, I think it could be seen as, I don't want to sound like a professor here on a liberal college campus, but it is toxic masculinity. Yeah. It is basically all because it's an all-female cast. And like, listen, I'll be honest. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but that I had a lot of problems with the movie that that didn't, but that had nothing to do with it being an all female cast. I don't care if it was an all female cast, yeah, but, cares. but you know what I also think it is. And you, Justin and JT, have you seen the 2016 ghostbusters thing? I saw it in theaters. Oh, we did too. Yeah. That was the last time I saw it. And yeah, I saw I saw it once in the theaters, and go ahead, Bill. I'll, I'll share my thoughts in a second. And but you know what? In another way, I think in people who def- some people, not a lot of people, but I think there is sort of a form of, and I really hate to say this, toxic feminism, though, because there were people who, and listen, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this about all feminists. I admire feminism. I do believe its goals are very admirable. I I do think all people should be treated equal no matter what. But the thing is, a lot of people turn it into, if you don't like this movie, you're a sexist pig. Yes, that also happened with this movie. Um, Oh, you don't like it because it's women? Oh, well, you must be sexist. Paul Feig, um, when the movie was released, he wouldn't... Dismissed so much of the critics, the legit movie as bigoted. I'm sorry, Paul, that your past three movies were great and we didn't like this one. I'm sorry. This, that doesn't make us bigoted. We had legitimate issues with the movie. Yeah, and like, listen, if there were people who did say, oh, I don't want to see an all-girls Ghostbusters, then you know what? Then that is being sexist. Then that is being misogynist. But if I just if I just said, you know what, I just wasn't a big fan of it, you know, and I have criticism of it, and they're actual legitimate criticisms, and somebody said, well, you're just a, you're just a misogynist, or you're, just, or you're just a sexist pig, then that is being toxic. Because if people criticize the movie and they had legit reasons to criticize it, then that's not being sexist. It's not being misogynist. But if you say, oh, just because it's an all-female cast, then you are being sexist. You are being misogynist. Am, am I right, guys, or am I wrong? I agree. I agree. I'm probably sounding like Dave Rubin right now, but I, but I don't think it should be... I think, you know, I think this film has toxicity on both sides. And 
you know, who explained it well, um, Doug Walker, when he did his Nostalgia Critic video review of it, he said, you know, you couldn't win with this movie if you de- if you damned if, if you, you do, damned if you don't. If you liked it, then you're betraying the original. If you hated it, you're a sexist pig. Yep. And and I think that is toxic. I think, listen, if there are people out there, like, didn't didn't it have a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I think it did, yeah. yeah. Still does. And, like, listen, if anyone out there likes it, go ahead, like it. I don't care. If you like right. it, like it. I wasn't, a, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of it. More power to you if you like I wasn't it. Ne- you found something of value in something we didn't see much and like listen and justin you said you weren't a big fan of it no i i I don't hate the movie um i think there are moments in it that are very fun um i thought that uh gosh what's her name wow i can't believe i am blanking on her name i am looking straight at her (laughs) melissa mccarty no. Kay McKinnon? Yes. She's hilarious in the movie. She is. But she was great. And so was I really love I really love what's I really loved Leslie Jones too. She was good too. I don't know if that was a race thing or a lady thing, but I'm mad as hell. And like, listen, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, I will be honest, were a little flat. Yeah. But um, that's not me going after them because they're women. That's me because I think their performances were flat. If they yeah, were men and their performances were flat, I would say the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I think people who use these criticisms, again, I've said this twice before and I'll say it again. If, you, if your criticism was, I didn't like it because it was an all-female cla- cast, then yes, I'm going to call that criticism bigoted. JT, we've been monopolizing this conversation. What are your thoughts? It's your show, too. It's my channel. <laughs> and um, he's going to boot us, folks. He's going to give us the boot. I can't wait to acquire Movieholics Productions. Um, <laughs> oh, oh hey, Joe Wiley's watching. Hey, Joe. Shout out to our good friend Joe Wiley watching tonight. Hopefully, uh, Honestly... By the way, my lawyers have been in touch with the latest draft of the. <laughs> oh boy, we ain't going down without a fight, are we, Justin? Oh, oh god. Anyway, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. I saw this movie in theaters with a friend of mine, and actually, the friend of mine liked it as well. I mean, were there parts that made me roll my eyes? Like, oh, this is just a repeat of blah 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 blah. blah. Yes. Did I like it overall? And I actually gave it a shot. Yes. Did I think that the initial criticism was like, oh my God, they're remaking Ghostbusters. There's a new proton pack. There's a new car. There's a new, shut up. Give it a shot. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. The biggest part, the biggest thing I remember this, by the way, plug, if you want to check out the Super Review Show's review of Ghostbusters 2016, you can. I did a review of this movie back in 2016 when I saw it, when I first came out theaters. And one of the things I remember saying so crystal clear, was that look it was a good movie there were problems but it was still an overall i liked it it was still a good film was it ghostbusters one all over again nah nah, nowhere near as good as the first two but at the same time it's like you know 
Um, honestly, like it was a good movie that had a lot of hatred and it was like basically panned worldwide. Not not just not necessarily by critics. Because I remember Justin, you mentioned the critic rating as well. The critic rating was fresh when it first came out, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think it still is fresh. Yeah. So this online hatred of the Ghostbusters 26. And there's plenty of other movies and TV shows we can talk about, but like this one in particular is a great example of it because 74 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 74 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the convert the um the viewer the like the consumer look and at the it. Like, score is 49. percent Yeah, so the, the, that just I, I guarantee you at least like half of that is literally just people like, oh, well, I didn't like it because it's a remake of one of my favorite movies. Shut up. Literally, any all film is subjective. All TV shows are subjective. All music is subjective. Any form of art is subjective. Chill, your, chillax, chillax. All right, first and foremost. First, first and foremost. Now, now you guys got me going on a tangent. Okay, I gave this movie a shot. I paid the ten dollars to go see it or whatever at the theater. I did. Did I like it overall? Yeah. Would I go see it again if they made a second one? No. No. Am I glad they're making Ghostbusters 3 or Afterlife, whatever it's called? Yes. I'm not, I'm not like overly, overly upset by it, but believe me, I'm completely fine with this. The, pe- the part that pe- this is a great topic. I'm glad we chose this this week because this is a great example of how the fans just plant up shit on it because, oh, it's, we don't like it because it's this. Give it a shot. You might like it. Tell me why I'm right or wrong. No, I think you're. I think you're right. Absolutely. So, honestly, and, and I, I was expecting a lot more hate on Afterlife when that was first announced. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, but like, I thought. Like, but the fact that they are making Ghostbusters three is still exciting. I can't wait to see it this 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 year, right? Not next year. Yeah, this, this year. year. Comes out in November. Let's go, baby! Ghostbusters three. I'm so excited for that movie because, like, I mean, yes, it's a continuation. I'm more excited for that. It looks great. But Honestly, I'm excited time, that it's actually taking itself seriously with the more horror elements of it. I know. That was one of the better parts of Ghostbusters, the original film. That's all, yeah. This is leading into another conversation, but like about Ghostbusters, but the horror elements of Ghostbusters are pretty scary. And I think that's actually one of my criticisms of the 2016 one. It's too much of a comedy and not enough of horror. I mean, Paul Feig was a, is a comedic director, but I, yeah, I see your point. So. Yes. Well, so is Ivan Reitman. Oh, that's true because he directed like Father's Day and Twins. Yeah. So that's true. Oh, absolutely. Any, any other comments for Ghostbusters 2016 before we move on to our next movie, TV show, band, etc.? Uh, I think I'm good. Just Justin, you have anything more to say? Nope. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> and what's the next one? What's your next one, bud? Um, guys, let's talk about Rick and Morty. Oh, I can't really God. speak, but how bad is the fan? I, I know it's pretty intense. Two though. words. Szechuan sauce. Oh, Szechuan sauce. Yeah. So. Back when season three premiered, um, the first episode featured Rick going to McDonald's and getting McNuggets and trying to order Szechuan sauce. And it was like this running gag throughout the episode that his entire arc 
even if it has to take 10 seasons, is to get a McDonald's Szechuan sauce. So the Rick and Morty fan base went nuts, um, demanded that McDonald's um, restock themselves with Szechuan sauce. And Szechuan sauce. Szechuan sauce is a slightly spicy Asian sauce used in a lot of um, used for chicken, used for pork. Um, like if you order Chinese, or you will most likely find a Szechuan chicken or Szechuan pork on the menu. It's just another sauce. It's sweet, slightly spicy, and I have had it. It's okay. <laughs> All that over something that's only okay. <laughs> um, yeah, McDonald's answered the pleas of the fan base. They announced a limited this limited uh, campaign that they were going to, in select restaurants, have limited amounts of Szechuan sauce. I think 10,000 packets went through, went across the country. So really not a lot of sauce. Fans were pissed. There were lines outside of McDonald's. I think there were actual riots because of these, this frenzy over the sauce really it, it got insane eventually mcdonald's just put szechuan sauce back onto its menu i don't know if it's still there though szechuan sauce yeah morty we we gotta get that Szechuan sauce. I don't care if it takes me 10 seasons. It's gonna be my entire arc. Wow. And that was my poor impression of Rick. <laughs> You're fine. Rick and Morty. Um, but even that's not the end of it because Rick and Morty's fans also have a tendency to be gatekeepers. Oh, real wrecks, I think they're called. Yeah, they're the type of people who are like, oh, if you're not above this IQ level, you can't really appreciate the genius of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. The genius of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty! It's a show with a character named Mr. Poopy Butthole! <laughs> I don't think people are writing doctoral theses on that. My God. Look, I love Rick and Morty. It's a funny, funny, funny show. I watched the first episode of season five last night. You shouldn't have to be above a certain IQ level to appreciate the show. It's not that hard to comprehend. Yes, there's some really advanced 
theories and stuff like that. But guess what? Part of the fun is learning about it. Yeah, do you think those people walking around Justin with monocles on like, yeah, yeah, freaking Morty. So we are so superiorly intellectual. We understand the deepness of it. And you know yes, what? We're so like, great. Yes, Mr. Poopy Butt. Oh, he is such a good character. Oh, we're so Poopy Butt. <laughs> JT, have you watched Rick and Morty? Never. <laughs> After hey, that, Morty, I pickle Rick. There was a character named Mr. Poopy Butthole. After hearing that, will you watch the show? No, I've also heard of um, Pickle Rick. I've heard of Vanessa. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Okay, but the Pickle Rick episode was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absurd. It makes no sense, but it is a lot of fun. Okay, uh, I just got we got someone on the chat of Brendan Mahoney. Shout out to my cousin. So, yeah, Pickle Rick. Anyway, yeah, Rick and Morty. They're, from what I'm hearing, I didn't know their fan base was like that insane. Yeah, they're they're kind of insane. Um, Well, like I had some friends in college who would like constantly talk about it. Like they were, you know, like it, and they would be like, and I would like, well, what's really the big thing? Oh, well, you should watch it. I've only watched like a couple episodes of it, so I'm not a Rick and Morty aficionado. I've watched the whole series. Get out of Pickle Rick! I'm not toxic about it. Pickle Rick! I just want to say, uh, just because if you like certain forms of media, we it doesn't necessarily make you toxic. (laughs) (laughs) This is so stupid. This is the stupidest thing. Final form of Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. This shows weird, guys. Above is the final form of Pickle Rick. Rick. This one? No. Um. The one that looks like he has like body parts attached to it. Oh God! What the hell? Looks like a weird plankton. So what happened was he got trapped in a sewer because he was getting dehydrated. He was trying to escape from being a pickle. Um. And he ended up killing a roach, which is how he gained a central nervous system. And eventually he just kept adding on like dead animal parts and he became this. That's so stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. But Sorry, it is I don't even be like that, but it's like, really? Um, Look, I love absurdity. I love it. So, this show is absurdist comedy ramped up to 11. Mixed with quantum physics mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo! Mumbo jumbo! Mumbo jumbo. Jungle boogie. Jungle boogie. I don't know why decide that but <laughs> you know why Justin you know why we decided it I made a creative choice I'm sticking to it <laughs> you know why three words pickle Rick 
because we can. Bingo! Because we can. Because I, I, we can. I wasn't giving him the satisfaction. Because I started the because I can movement. You know why? Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> That's gonna be a new T-shirt in the store. Because I can. Because I can, bitch. Because oh. I can. That should be like the answer to everything. Why you do this? Because I can. Damn it, JT. I've been trying to prevent a T-shirt of that being made for years. <laughs> Sorry, oh, well, I, it's, it's, it's being made tonight. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's coming. Right. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Any other comments from Rick and Morty before we move on to our next topic, which no, my no, cousin no. brought my cousin brought up in the chat board? This movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. I have never seen this movie. So neither I'm, have I. I'm just curious if anyone has any comments on it. What about this movie has a toxic fandom about it? I'm curious. Yeah, Brendan, please share with us. Yo, Pat Mahoney's in the chat board too. Your other I cousin. Pat. I'm gonna do it's some brother. research of my own. Um, yeah. let me see. Brendan, tell us why it's toxic fandom, my friend. And uh, and uh, are you Crip? You better believe I'm Crip, bro. And we'd like to welcome you all to the Mahoney family reunion. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I I know my brother read the books. I did too. But I don't really know what the toxic fandom is. Um, let me see. You know, whilst we wait on that, I just thought of something. I just thought of something, and Justin, JT, oh, you guys want to keep looking at that? Or you want me to tell you what I'm going to tell you? Uh, go ahead. All right, and we'll, Brandon, we'll get back to this in a second, we promise. Um, comic book purist. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah people, we're going there. God, I read someone issue 55 of this book. So we're just going to Google that and see what comes out. The human torch can't be black. <laughs> that is an insult to the character. And in case you can't tell, this is sarcasm. Not human touch, sorry. Oh, well, this this can't happen in the movies. Give me a break. Is this... We all agree this is... Can we all agree comic book purists are just so freaking annoying? I agree. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't help that the movie actually did suck. It really didn't help our case. Because, no, the problem with fan wasn't that johnny storm was black the problem with fan was the movie sucked and johnny storm was a lame character and they're yeah. probably all yeah yeah good thing the movie sucked we told you about the human torch yeah so we sit here with our monocles and drink our very expensive wine aren't we so smart isn't that right Orbit? this movie was attacked even before the first trailer was revealed, just because of the casting. And that was despicable. 
apparently Susan Storm was also supposed to be um oh my god different uh different race but the studio said that was too much and also with the different race thing that's gonna touch on something we'll get to in a bit but anyway or anyway if you if you even look back to um if you even look back to like a lot of people have complaints from the two tim burton batman movies yeah oh the character didn't kill batman's parents douche monkey oh that oh uh, what was the uh, what was the thing you were thinking i was thinking that batman returns oh is it what i think you're thinking the whole the campaign with the parents yeah no no i was thinking wait a minute how batman killed someone in the movie that too how the batman fan base went freaking nuts like batman doesn't kill people i kind of thought it was cool these people just go crazy over the dumbest things here's the thing i believe in fundamentals i believe that a character should have a few traits that yeah need to translate from the comics um superman needs to fight for truth justice and peace um batman needs to mainly operate at night and not wear hockey pads i don't wear hockey pads Damn, I'm, sorry. My I'm sorry i had to. um and I'm trying to think of something else. And and Black Panther has to be from Wakanda. That's Marvel, but we're not just talking about DC with comic book heroes. I'm I'm making examples. Okay, Both go on. Things. I'm sorry. I... Um, of just like how certain um, characters, yeah, they they have to have the fundamentals, but you can still go outside of certain traits, like the whole thing with Superman killing in Man of Steel. Did that bother you guys? Did that honestly bother you guys? It shocked me a little bit, but I wasn't. Like, yes, but I wasn't like I wasn't laying in bed that night. Give me one sec, guys. We'll give you two. Yeah, it was shocking. One, two. It was. Is he coming back? Okay, we'll wait. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, shocking, but was I laying in bed that night thinking, I can't believe Superman killed Zod. I can't believe Superman killed Zod. I can't oh my God, Zod. shut up. Is, that was not the, the worst thing in the world. Is the character dead to you? What was that? Is the character dead to you? Is Are you typing on your fan base, not my Superman? No. <laughs> not my Superman. <laughs> oh, trust me. I think that's going to come of hashtag soon. Hashtag not my Superman. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> Start a new trend on Twitter. project they're working on. Something tells me that the toxic fandom is going to really 
attack whoever they announce as the new Kal-El. Yeah, what, what, wasn't there also talk about a black Superman? That's exactly what I'm referring to. Well, Isn't that we, actually happening, though? It is actually happening. It's being produced by J.J. Uh, Abrams. It is being written by Takashi Coates. I can't remember his name. He's a comic book writer. He's done uh, He's done a lot of work with Black Panther. Um, Takashi. <laughs> Are, are people like already up in arms about it or not yet? Yep. Oh, it's starting. It is starting. What are they saying about it? Let's hear it, folks. Let's hear it. it. It's inevitable. I'm not ready to call them a certain word just yet. Uh, okay. I am going to reserve post. judgment until they say something that is deserving of that certain word. And we all know what that certain word is. I don't like to liberally throw that word around. Yeah. But you know what I mean. But you know what? But you know what? This ties into something else. Okay, this has nothing to do with comic books. I'm sorry. But okay. I think this is sort of relevant. Um, you, There's a Little Mermaid live action remake coming out. Oh. I, I you know. know where I'm going with yep. this. Oh boy, here he goes. Rant, Bill Rant. And it's <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Oh, Bill Rant. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know what's been going on for the past two years, plus. Okay, there is a um, Little Mermaid remake. And. And the thing that is going on is that the the young lady, the lady they got to play, the young lady they got to play, um, Ariel, is her name is Holly Bailey, not Holly Berry, Holly Bailey. I, I once had to do a double take because of that. <laughs> oh God, guys! Oh God! And and. As you could see, this lovely young lady is African American. Mm -hmm. There are people who are literally freaking out over this. Probably trying to cyber bully her. Probably. Oh, you to... want to know something? There was actually a Facebook page. I shit you not. A Facebook page with these. Okay, I hate to bring religion into this, Justin. He bring. Inside he joke brings religion into us. There was a page called Christians Against the New Little Mermaid. You heard that. And they said, we must prevent the indoctrination of our children. And you thought that was bad enough? Oh, it gets worse. They, they had a picture of, of this young lady, Holly Bailey, as a little mermaid with her teeth out like this and her eating watermelon. Bill, that's awful. And some people were saying, we need to protect our children. We need to protect our innocence. Oh I'm about to go God. to rage mode here. 
You know what we call those people? Okay. Bill going into rage mode. Hit the deck! You know what we call those people? Those people who who do call that out and draw stuff about um if you draw stuff about watermelon, paraphrasing Jeff Foxworthy, if you if you if you draw a black girl eating watermelon to Joker, you might be a racist. <laughs> Oh my God. Like, here's the thing. Though, okay, what we just said about Ghostbusters, if you have legitimate criticisms, if you have legitimate criticisms of Ghostbusters, okay, fine. But if you go after them because they're women, then you are being sexist. You are being misogynist. Like, the movie's not even out yet. And you know what? I'm going to say this. If you have, if the movie comes out and you didn't appreciate Holly Bailey's performance, okay, 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 it's fine. If you didn't think she was good, then you're entitled to your opinion. But if you're making this kind of hate now, then you're a fucking racist. I'm sorry. If you're making pages like Christians against indoctrination of our children and you're drawing pictures of of her like that then you are racist i'm sorry you are being a racist and and you know what people are like oh my god they're changing everything ariel's a fish she's a fish if you are seriously getting obsessed over the race of a fish then you seriously need a life and i'm getting up Obsessed over it's just if you're good. Oh, Justin, you, you want to say something? I can't hear you. We can't hear you. Okay, technical difficulties, folks. We can't hear him. Oh my god. Well, I, I hear your rant if that makes you feel any better. But okay, we're gonna but Oh, God. Again, Ariel's a freaking fish. Fish don't have race. Why can't we be like fish? Because fish are decent people. They don't judge. We still can't hear you, Justin. <sighs> Please stand by while Justin gets his technical. Please back. stand by for a further announcement from our sponsor. Poets ring. Timsey. Timsey. But okay. Jay, did you have anything to say on what on my um what I just said? No, you pretty much nailed it on the head there, my friend. We can't we still can't hear you, Justin. Do you think maybe you could take the headset off? Bill, I I gotta say, Bill, you know. Bill Bill, your point of view is pretty darn accurate. I have to tell, I give you that. I mean, like, you raise valid points. I mean, if you're making uh, the fact that some people have the audacity. Oh, wait, what was that, Justin? What was that, Justin? I, we still can't hear you. Oh, wait, we can hear you now. Can you? Yes. yes. Clear? Yes. Okay. All Sorry right, about that, folks. Okay, Justin, you said you had... Uh, did you have something to say on... Um, I, I was... I was making a joke when you were saying she's a fish. I was saying, actually, she's a half fish. Thank you. 
But uh, what are your thoughts on? I, I think people really need to reserve their judgments until they actually see the movie. Ariel is, like you said, a fish. As far as I know, there's no race of people under the sea. Rest in peace, Samuel E. Wright. We miss you. Um, and, yeah, I, I really don't understand the hate because, well, I'll say this. Disney's live-action remakes have had a really, really shoddy time. This is the least of my concerns with the movie. The least. And it should be yours, too. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be worried that Ariel's going to be portrayed by, by a black woman. That should not be the problem. Your problem is Disney's live-action track record is proving that that might not be a good movie. As we've seen with um, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, Lion King, Lion King. I've even heard a lot of Hayden Mulan. Even though critics seem to like it, a lot of people did not like Mulan. And it's... And it's not because of race, because Mulan's a a Chinese character. So it's not the race that was the problem. They removed all the charm from it. And... But yeah, I I reserve judgment on Halle Bailey's performance as Ariel. She could knock it out of the park. She could bomb. I don't know. But do you think the judgment now, like I told you that Facebook page and when I told you about everything, do you that think was that-, des- that was despicable? That is, I hope Facebook did something about that. What do you think about, we must protect the, we can't let our children be indoctrinated by Disney's liberal agenda. Okay, so having someone who is a different race than you is liberal indoctrination. Do you you guys all get that? These people are just dumb. Like, if you're, like, again, if you... Again, and I've said this, and Justin, if um, if the movie comes out and she doesn't do that great, then that's it is what it is. Then that's a legitimate criticism. You say, okay, I just wasn't necessarily a fan of her. Okay, fine. But if you go on this crap that they're going on right now, then that is being racist. Yes. Then you are being racist. Yes. And you know what? And that's the thing with toxic fandom. It does, it's not just purity. It's also, it's not just purity. It's not just fan superiority. It can evolve into sexism and racism and all that. And listen, if you're really gonna, 
if you're really into those people who made that Facebook page and you want to protect your children, look in the freaking mirror first. And if this is your big concern, then you you need lives. All right. Anyone ready to move on before I give myself a stroke? Yes, yeah. I have an idea. Ooh, ideas are fun. You doing okay, Bill? Do you need a breather? I think I'm good. Drink? I think I'm good. Take five there, Mr. Crazy Pants. Love you, here. Jesus Christ, that was probably the most intense I've ever seen you. So Brendan Mahoney in the chat board uh, brought up diary. I want to go back to diary room be kid for a second. Not diary. Before we go sure. back, someone else is joining us in the chat board. Guess who it is? Who? Your mom. Matt Hemsley. <laughs> Kidding. It's Matt Hemsley. Uh, hey, Matt Hemsley. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Welcome. <laughs> I hope you you didn't see me have a stroke just a few minutes ago. So the okay, technical difficulties of my headphones. Oh my god, this is gonna come over great on the podcast. <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring. He brought up something interesting, and I was keeping track of it. Forgive me. Uh, Diary of a Movie Kid, the long haul of the movie. He said there's new actors, and when people were hating on it because oh, there's actors in it. recast Got the it. recast of it. Go ahead. That's what I was talking about. Well, okay, I, I see why um, he would say that. Um, wow. Didn't realize that the Diary of the Wimpy Kid cinematic universe had such a ferocious fan base. Yeah. Um, okay, then. I mean... I mean... People get recast all the time. Maybe they didn't have the money, money in the budget to hire the same cast again. Yeah. Maybe I saw, hold on, which, I got a comment on this if you don't mind. Sure. I, I saw the first, the second, I saw the first, oh my God, I'm thinking back. I saw the first two movies in theaters. And the one thing I cannot, this is just a plug for anyone who knows anything about this, I can't find the Roderick Rules. Exploded diaper song on Spotify. I'm looking for like all after I'm like exploded diaper. It's just something so stupid. I'm still looking for it. Anyways, I liked the movie when it came out. I mean, I, I was I mean I read the book and whatnot and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like Jesus Christ, you know, like they like talk about making a movie so quickly from a book. Um, diaper we could the Roderick Rules came out. I don't even know when it came out. 2011. Jesus Christ. I mean, they don't even look the same. The kids don't even look the same. Yes, I understand that people are like trashing it left and right because like, oh, well, you know, the movie, what do you call it? It's not the same actor. They're, they're, they, 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 they got too old, all this crap. They thank you for commenting this in the chat board, by the way. But I can see where the fan base of the fan base of the books are like, you know what? I mean, look, you see this picture right here, right? Of him looking like this type of this actor, right? Whoever this kid is. Then you go to this one. This is a completely different actor, a completely different cast, and I'm sure the fan base was up in arms and throwing burning shit left and right. You know, it's like, oh, well, guess what? You know, I think that this is a great example of how fan bases saw change in something that they liked and they immediately trashed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Big boy. Big Adaptation time. purists. Huh. Well, he he didn't look like Roderick in the movie. He didn't look like this. Like, give me a break. So, look, 
Honestly, the color is supposed to have green eyes, not blue eyes. Exactly. Well, clearly, if he had blue eyes, like, give me a break. Uh, I, I, Dumbledore I wasn't supposed to yell at Harry when his name came out of the Goblet of Fire. He was supposed to be calm. Oh my god! Like I totally see where they're coming from with this. Thank you, for, by the way, to both my cousins for bringing this up about, about about how they got too old and the cast just looks different. The mom and dad got recast too. Like this whole uh, his friend Ra- Rowley or whatever his name is. Like it's crazy. So. Honestly, I see where they're coming from. I totally get how like people might hate on it. I mean, but what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about like this whole premise of diarrhea or diarrhea of Whoopi Kid, whatever you call it? So I tried to watch the first one, and I was like, nope. After the first fifteen minutes. Ah, uh-huh, okay. I saw it in theaters. I thought the first two in theaters. I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I I think I was at a hotel while I was watching it and it was just on TV. I was like, yeah. Um, also, like another th- comment in the chat was that they didn't have the same personality as the old actors. Uh, I like the, 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 these actors here were different than, than the, 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 this one right here, but they also different, like they also different, um, uh, the different personality, a completely different style from the previous, um, um, Actors, I can't think tonight. So, um, I have a time. Any other comments from driving room? Because I just want to bring it up because I, I have uh, one on the top of my head. I, no. I haven't really don't have many opinions of it except from an outsider's point of view. You know, it's people get recasted, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. It's yes, like for instance, I think in Christopher Nolan, I think the recap and. Dark Knight trilogy, I think the recasting of from Katie Holmes to uh Maggie Gyllenhaal. I thought it was good. I thought that was I mean they look the same too to me. They look, they look very similar. So, so. Uh, but I think, uh, Maggie is a little older looking. Yeah. I think this is just a good example to bring up. Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Um, was it? I, I just had it set my tongue too. Oh yeah. Alvin and the chipmunks. Really, this has a toxic fan base. I no, no, actually, I think, I think it I, does. I think it does too. Like, also, Justin, I want to let you go on first, but let me just point out something too. Bill and I talked about this at one week, one week about a week or two ago when we talked about um, guilty pleasures. This movie came out. The fourth Alvin of the Chipmunks film came out the same day. As Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh my god! All right, whoever planned that doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. It was like, okay, we need to get this movie out this year. What's open? Oh shit! The chip rack, whatever it was called, the road chip. Uh, how about this, guys? I got the release date. You know what it is? December 18th! Wait, the new Star Wars, Wars opens that day! <laughs> I'm sure people would rather go see Alvin than... <laughs> I'm, sorry if, I, I'm sorry if I was went a little too angry on that. <laughs> I went a little method there. Oh my god. Um, any other comments for Alvin and the Chimunks really quick? Uh, Matt Hemsley brought something up. 
I think you guys should talk about. Yes, we, we'll get to that in a second, pal. All right, go ahead. I mean, isn't there also like this whole thing where a lot of people actually really do like the first Alvin of the Chipmunks movie and think it's like the end all be all movie? And then there's the purists who are like, no, the 1980s movie was the ultimate Chipmunks movie. Am I, I just, compl- am I I just thinking of the Nostalgia Critic episode? No, no, you're, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. The squeakle. I might be thinking of the Nostalgia Critic episode, but who knows? That might actually be a thing. Oh my god, this movie is the Chipmunk like... Adventure. That's the 80s movie I was t- talking about. Oh, okay. You want to know right. something? What? When I was younger, I could not watch Alvin and the Chipmunks. Really? Well, because of my sensory things with the yay, the voices. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Can you see why that would bug me? Yeah. Like as yeah. I watched it, it's gotten as as I've older, I've gotten have gotten a little. I mean, Bill, listen, their voices are nails on chalkboard. It's nothing to be embarrassed by. <laughs> I remember watching the first album, the Chipmunks movie, in theaters, and it was freaking torture. God help your soul. Yeah, uh, my well, because, condolences. You know what? To you. That's like. Because I was like, I don't know, 13, 14. And my condolences to your dad. <laughs> he must have had patience of a saint to no, he didn't, that. No, he didn't go, go with us that time. Oh, gosh. oh my God. You know what? I'll be calling you bullshit the whole time. Quoted right. my father, who we affectionately call Justin. Papa Murph. Shout out, Dad. I love you. <laughs> he would sit there and go, This is bullshit. Oh my god. That's his catchphrase. Um, Would you say that's his catchphrase, Justin? <laughs> um anyway, so what was I saying? Um Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um but yeah, sitting through that movie. How did I listen to that? I'm like, oh God, please make it stop. And and plus because I was 13 years old and didn't want to be seen in that theater. No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's move even, on. Even now, where it's like we go see whatever movies we want, don't really give a shit who, what the rating is, I wouldn't want to be caught dead in half in the Chipmunks movie. But hey, we've seen, we've seen Toy Story 4 together, and we've seen... We've seen Dumbo, we've seen... Lion King. Lion King. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. Yes. We're we're fans of animation, and we believe good family pictures are good. Yeah. We saw a house with a clock in its walls. That was definitely a kids' movie. A dark kids with movie. some really, really dark moments. <laughs> God. Um, my jaw dropped with the, with that, uh, uh, what was it? The gas chamber with the dolls. But anyway, uh, um, all right. I, any, anything else for chipmunks guys? Nope. Let's move on. All right. If you're watching Asm, Christopher Nolan. And this was actually brought up by our dear friend, Matt Hemsley. 
Your fans fucking suck. All right. I, 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 you, you listen. He got me on a tangent now. All right. Listen, kids. Listen for all of you. Oh, who are, listen for all of you like freaking idiots who are under the age of twelve and say, "Oh my God, Christopher Nolan is like the greatest guy." Shut the fuck up. All right, everybody. Please get your if you are if you are twenty one or over. Please get your alcohol ready because now it's time for <laughs> JT's Christopher Nolan rant. Get oh, ready, is it Wednesday already? What was that, Justin? I said, oh, Christopher Nolan already? as a direct. Oh, <laughs> Christopher Nolan has. I will acknowledge he is a fantastic director. I will acknowledge Interstellar as much as I think it's slightly overrated. The Dark Knight trilogy. As much as I want to say in, 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 uh, interception or whatever it's called. Or, or, inception. inception, not, in, not interception. interception. The sequel to Inception. I'm so sorry. Anyways, in, in, Inception. Not a t-shirt. I, I, I thought it was I, I thought it was I thought it was good. But hear me out tonight. The I'm pointing to all of you out there on the internet who think that Chris Nolan is the greatest director of all time. You can go shove a fat one up your dick, all right? Like fuck off. I swear to God. You piss me off so much with this crap. He is not one of the great he's definitely up there. He is not. And I mean this. He is not. He is not the greatest director of all time. He is a very good director. He is not he is a Steven Spielberg. And he is Justin. Hold on. Director. Hold on. Hold on. Justin, hold on. Sorry. He is not a Steven Spielberg. He is not a Stanley Kubrick. He is not an Alfred Hitchcock. He is not a Francis Ford Coppola. He is not any of those times five. He is a very, very good director. Let's see where he goes in 20 years. But for right now, he is nowhere on the level of Steven Spielberg. Nowhere on the level of a Stanley Kubrick, an Alfred Hitchcock, a Francis Ford Coppola, the insert name of like the, like literally the greatest director, the greatest creme de la creme directors of all time. How many movies can you list off by Spielberg? Oh, I don't know, like thirty off the top of your head. How many you know, Christopher Nolan films can you list off, off the top of your head? Three: Interstellar, Inception, Inception, and Dark Knight. Tenant. No, 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 I would not even. Prestige. I would not even say Tenant. I don't know. I mean, like outside of hardcore movie fans like us, what what are the what, what would people say? Christopher Nolan's like the best. His best known films are The Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, yes. and Interstellar, and maybe and Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Like, okay, there's four. I listened to four. We listened to four films that are mainstream that Nolan. Like, oh my god, Nolan's great. Spielberg has directed thirty of those. Come at me, and he's produced literally hundreds of movies, hundreds yes. of movies. You're, the fan base of Christopher Nolan needs to calm themselves ASAP. I'm talking to every single one of you who know me. I'm talking to every single one of you who think that, they're, that he's the greatest director of all time. He's not. He is a very good director who has literally 20, 30 years ahead of him to build up to that. And also, his this is like a nitpick. I hate to point this out. I know I'm going on a tangent. I get it. But his tone is so consistent through each film. It's like a darker tone. It's got some serious Spielberg, Hitchcock. You can go to any one of their films, and they're not the same tone. He has the the same tone as Dark Knight, Inception, and Interstellar, and Dunkirk. Hey, the Justin. same style. I'm done. Go ahead. Hey Justin, remember mm. the joke at uh, Nostalgia Critics uh, Man of Steel review? Nolan Ray. Anything that's important can always be more important. Yep. <laughs> Um, talk to me, guys. I understand where you're coming from. His more popular movies, yeah, I think they get a little too much praise. 
Um, I've never seen, I haven't seen uh, the full movie of Interstellar. Um, I haven't seen Inception. I have not seen Tenet. I have seen Dunkirk. And I have seen the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, with that said, I am aware of Christopher Nolan's techniques and his ambitions. And what I get out of his movies, I get more out of a technical level. Um, I agree. His stories are hit and miss with me. Love Batman Begins. Love The Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. I have issues, but overall it was okay. Um, But, you know, he's also, like, really ambitious in what he did. Like, his first feature film, Memento, that was a movie that basically was told backwards. Yeah. Like, whether it worked or not for you, that's and that's up to you. But you at least have to admire the cojones for trying something like that. And honestly, that's probably what I admire most about Nolan is his ability, his desire to want to go ambitious um, because I rather see a movie that goes all the way and fails than a movie that um, only tries halfway and was more mediocre. Um, so do I think Christopher Nolan's one of the greatest directors of all time? No. Um, I think he has the potential to be it, but we don't know. We don't know yet. I remember, I remember you said this, we were talking one time, um, well, actually, yeah, you said this right before we um, went on, actually, um, that there was actually when Christopher Nolan's fans were harassing critics after The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Can you elaborate on that one a little bit? Yes. So, those of you who don't know, Rotten Tomatoes used to have a comment section. This was almost 10 years ago. The Dark Knight Rises comes out, and... While the reviews are good, the Rotten Tomatoes score was not as good as, say, A Dark Knight or even Batman Begins, I think. Actually, Batman Begins, I'm not 100% sure. But definitely not as good as The Dark Knight. What is The Dark Knight's rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, that's got to be in, like, the 90s. You know what? I'll check it. Probably still is. Um, And I think... Dark Knight Rises is like in the 70s, which isn't bad. No, it's not. It's really good. 
if you're in the 70s, you're still certified fresh. Oh, yeah. But the most avid, most toxic fans of Nolan. Dark Knight is 94% in both tomato, in both critics and fans. Wow. Talk about consistency. Yeah. And Dark Knight Rises? I'll tell you one second. Okay. Um, 87% with critics, 90% with um, audience. And you think that's bad? (laughs) My God. They, these so-called fans sending death threats to the critics over the comments section in Rotten Tomatoes, it actually prompted Rotten Tomatoes to remove their comments section. You hear that, folks? Remove This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) For some odd reason, that is like one of my favorite sayings. This is why we can't have nice things. Um, but anyway, um, I think it's how they're harassing critics. Like, listen, regardless how you feel about Christopher Nolan, don't harass critics. Don't send them death threats. That's not right. That is not right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can't believe people do that, though. Yeah. And, yeah, so that is, that's beyond toxic. Yeah. That's, like, just sick. That crosses the line into criminal. All right. Anyone got other movies or you want to move on briefly to like TV shows or music or we kind of uh, went on a tangent with the whole uh, comic book purist thing. Oh, I, have, I have a couple more if you guys want to talk about them, but I think sure. we should talk about one. I have one more director. Okay. Who? Go ahead. Oh, Quentin God. Tarantino. We're touching this, aren't we? We're going there. We're going there. We're folks. going there. Well, All right. Someone brought it up. So. Get the booze ready. I'll let you do the other work. So, yeah. This one. Um, we're talking about the violence, right? The overly violent nature of his movies. That or his fans, either one. Um, well, one thing we can point out is how a lot of the, you know, how, um, wow, I am at a loss of first. <laughs> so there are a lot of people out there who do not like violence in movies. And in case you haven't noticed, violence has been kind of popular in the past uh, few decades and Tarantino movies are very violent so um, when these 
tragedies happen in the country, who do they usually point to? Movies by Tarantino, movies like The Joker and stuff like that. There, that's supposedly poisoning our youth and celebrating violence. Oh, the youth, the poor. Well, here we go, folks. The um, the poison in the youth. Even though the, all of his movies are R-rated, and kids shouldn't even be watching these movies, they just need to find something to. They just need to find something to complain about, don't they? Yeah. Oh, that's a whole toxic fan base in itself. The people who just need stuff to complain about. They're toxic to the world. And you know who's in charge of those people? Karen's. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. Nobody cares that you want to speak to the freaking manager. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not a fan of Karen's. Not me neither. Uh, any, any, I just wanted to bring this up. Do you guys have any actual comments for Quentin Tarantino right now? Yeah, well, JT, what were you saying about, um, about how is this toxic fan base? I don't know. I just, it, there's, it was something that popped into my head. Like, it, also, the chat board mentioned it as well. So, I, I thought it was a good, good name to bring up. I mean, uh, I will say fan. that he is another name that is thrown out willy nilly when people say, you know, greatest yeah. directors out there. He might be one of the greatest working directors. True. He has a very, very solid filmography. He does. I honestly don't think he has a bad movie. Yeah. And yeah, I can see how that can cause a lot of people to get very defensive of him. Um. Um. Yeah, and I I just want to get your opinion because it was brought up, and I figured why not. So. Yeah, this one. Uh, it's hard to a, say. A little. He's a little harder because I I never really thought of Tarantino fans as toxic. Uh, I mean, mm. I mean, maybe they. I mean, maybe some of them are. I don't know. Yeah. I I do have another pick if you guys want to go into that. Yeah, let's it, go it, on to it's, it's a it's a TV show. All right, let's hear okay. it. SpongeBob. Wait. Oh, I was thinking it's gonna it's gonna be something else. Ah, no, no. But then, if you think about this in a certain sense. Yeah. I mean, think about it. SpongeBob. So, so there are, there are some people who are like our age. Who are die like they bleed spongebob right they bleed this show at the same time there are some purists of the show as well can we agree that there's toxic fandom in spongebob that the people who are like oh if it's not done by steven hillenberg then it's not spongebob those yeah like those people, people. yeah or spongebob they, died after the movie Something like that, yeah. Oh, those people. I'm going to count myself on that. because I'm They actually all my, went I'm downhill my... after season four. Oh, yeah. Because 
season four, episode twenty, it was the best day ever. So, oh, there was some good post movie SpongeBob. Was there? What do you think, Justin? Castles in the Sand was a great episode. I don't care what you say. What about Chips Ahoy? A Chimps Ahoy. Oh, is that the one with Mr. Dr. Professor Patrick? Yep. That's Mr. Dr. Professor Patrick to you. Don't push it. Or my personal favorite part of it. You go, we are all the champions. And, and it introduces Patrick. You guys talk funny. Say more words. <laughs> but I will give some of the purists a little bit of credit here because a lot of changes did happen to the ca- characters um, after season four. Um, the characters did get flanderized. Um, Patrick became an asshole. Um, SpongeBob, his goofiness became less innocent and more childish. No, nah, because even childish, you could forgive a little more. Yeah, you could. I don't know how to describe him. Not as much of a dick as Patrick, that's for sure, but... Oh, Patrick. Patrick just became like a... Uh, An asshole. He was such a funny character, and then they just turned him into like this like annoying... Want to be like, let's go to, how, how do we go from let's go to let's go to let's go to let's go to to like annoying? Like I said, I still stand by that Castles in the Sand was a great come episode. On. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Who are you calling Pinhead? Come on, guys. Or, or this one. Don't you have somewhere else stupid to be? Don't you got to be stupid somewhere else? Not until four. But yeah, it's but that's part of the um shows that should be canceled. If you got if you have if you guys haven't watched that, go watch that. Yeah, check that episode out. We're Where I predicted the future. <laughs> that's right. I'm no still on that, guys. Okay, so um, you know, um did, it since we're on TV shows, okay. I don't oh, know yeah. if I would really count this. Because this is only based on the online community. What? But you know what fan base can get really obnoxious? Trekkies. Good doctor, actually. Oh, really? I'm on on the Facebook page, and a lot of these people need freaking lives. So, like, they. I'll give you a few examples, like. When people want to rage quit shows, um, here was like the thing. Um, last season they killed off a character, Doctor Melendez, the uh, guy in the brown coat, right there. Okay. And people were like, "I'm not watching the show anymore." I'm like, and yeah, and this year it got worse because okay, 
this was something that was kind of building up that people got furious at. Um, oh, I think you've told me about this. There is a character in the show. Her name is Leah. Okay, Sean, if you, if you didn't watch when we talked about mental slash autism awareness month movies and TV shows, here's a through line. Sean is a, Sean is a doctor who has autism. Okay, Leah was introduced in the first season. And she was introduced as Sean's neighbor. Yep. And she was only in an episode. You can tell exactly where that's going. Hey, do you want to come upstairs for a cup of coffee? Well, she was in in a couple episodes, and you could tell that Sean had feelings for Leah, but Leah just wanted to keep the relationship platonic. But then... Uh, bye. And then Leah moves out. She was just like, it was just a recurrence. She moves away. In the second season, she came back and people were furious. And people were like going, oh my God, I can't believe she's back. She's such a bitch. I can't believe it. And like when Leah actually has bad luck, fans actually in, in, Seasons two and three. Season four was a whole different story. We'll get to that in a sec. But when she had bad luck, they actually freaking enjoyed her suffering. And I'm like, guys, it's a show. It's a character. And throughout season three, Sean actually gets another girlfriend, not Leah. Her name is Carly, but they break up sometime in season three. And people like go in because you could kind of tell there were feelings going on between Sean and Leah. And people go, if Sean gets with Leah, I'm no longer watching the show. He deserves better than that bitch. I almost had it. And as it, and like reading the Facebook comments, so at the end of season three, Sean and Leah get together. Yeah. And there was an episode that uh, Lee, okay, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched season four, Leah gets pregnant. Is Sean the father? Sean's the father. And in that episode, they were kind of unsure what what to do. And they were considering having a certain procedure done. Oh, boy. That I cannot say at the risk of demonetization. But they were considering having a... We're getting paid? No. No, it... That could ruin the chance of future monetization. I am not going to say what this certain procedure is, but they were considering having this certain procedure and people absolutely flipped. They freaked out and they said, and they were furious. They did not have the procedure, but unfortunately, they did end up losing the baby. Um, but season, but like near just this end of season four, so hey, season finale is coming up, and somebody commented, "I hope there's a plane crash and Leah dies." Jesus. Okay, is that kind of toxic fandom in a way, or is that just being a jerk? Um, yeah, that's toxic fandom. That is the show not going in the direction that you want. And Carly was so much better than Leah. He she, he, she should have stayed with he should have stayed with Carly. 
I'm like, guys, it's a freaking TV show. Get all, oh, That's like another group of toxic fans. People who just get so immersed into, you know, into the show and they act like these people are real. It's a freaking show, people. Get over it. All right. That's what I have to say. Anybody else have anything else to go on to? Um, Back to Justin's list that we deviated from. My master list. So, I'm going to bring up another movie that had huge ramifications on Rotten Tomatoes. Captain Marvel. So, everyone's Going back to the Ghostbusters controversy. Um, but this one, I think, is even more ridiculous. Because she is Captain Marvel in the comics. Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel in the comics. And I, and there are a lot of people who are like... Listen, I know there's a lot of people who don't like Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, even in the comics. And even then, those people who are like, oh, it's because she's a woman, those people are assholes. Um, but fans are like, she's not the original Captain Marvel. Marvel was the original Captain Marvel. And he was a man. And in the movie, Marvel was portrayed by Annette Benning who, last time I checked, was not a man. They made a lot of changes to Marvel's character, um, but the gender swap did not bother me. Um, but what happened because of this is a campaign to review bomb this movie a la The Last Jedi. And sink its audience score, which is currently at 40%. 40 or 45%. Compared to its like 79% audience rating. 100,000 user reviews. They removed the the um, option for upcoming movies to say want to see or don't want to see. Um, you, you know, you know that feature when you're excited for a movie and, and you're hyped for it, like we'll see or won't see. They removed that feature because of this whole campaign. The problem with this movie wasn't Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. There are other problems with the movie. And I will admit, this is not one of my favorite Marvel movies. I'll be honest. I think it's one of my least favorite Marvel movies. I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> Hipster. Shut up. <laughs> It's my least favorite of Phase 3. But it's not my least favorite. I think Thor The Dark World is still my number one for that. 
anyways, the, you know, again, this is why we can't have nice things because of assholes like these who purposely want the movie to fail without even seeing the movie. I know. Oh, it's also, it's not just, um, I just remembered it wasn't just because, um, Carol Danvers was Captain Marvel. It's also because Brie Larson was Captain Marvel. And Brie Larson is a very opinionated person. So a I lot opinionated. of feminism. Oh, okay. So guess who took offense in that? The Meninists. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I freaking hate Meninist. I really do. <laughs> no, you're not a press. You're just a bunch of... Mm. Say it. I can't say it in threat of... They're just a bunch of losers who just can't get any women and they just have to sit here and go... Women are equal I'm going to sit here and bitch online. Shut up. You freaking baby. Shut the hell up. Bill, you did that a little too well. Did what a little too well? It's okay, bud. It's what okay. What did I do too well, Justin? <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I, men in this are a bunch of freaking crybabies. Yes. And they should just shut up and let's not listen to them. And then they will eventually go away. It so, falls down in the forest. No one's there to hear it. Does it make a sound? Yes. <laughs> the answer was supposed to be no. <laughs> well, Anyways. All right, moving on. Oh, do Another you have topic. Um, guys, let's start talk about Star Trek. Ooh, Star oh Trek. my God, he's going there! He's going there! He's going there! Specifically, <laughs> I'm so dead. This was the original. This was the original toxic fandom. Well, clearly, Star Wars is better. <laughs> Star Wars versus Star Trek. Original cast versus Next Generation. Is Into Darkness actually a good movie or not? It is. Just saying. <laughs> I like it, too. <laughs> I love it, too, yeah. It has problems. I will admit it, but I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, me, too. My God. Just talking about Star Trek will cause the comment section in any video to just erupt in flame wars. True story. We had a super view show video that actually had a huge comment. Like, anything past 2005 is not Star Trek. I'm like, um, hi, thanks for commenting. <laughs> Wait, what was his end point? Oh, I'll show you guys. Hold on. Where is it? We're going off script for a sec, but Bill, I don't know, Bill, Justin, you're correct. Cause watch this, right? This is we're gonna ignore this for a sec. Look, look at these comments for a sec. This is a 
Okay, the confirmation. No, 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 that's the wrong video. Wrong video. Ah! It was uh, about Alex Kurtzman in Star Trek. Here we go. <laughs> this guy commented. We're doing this live on air, but this is too good to be true. Regardless of how that IP hacks her, Kurtzman thinks that it's all connected. It's irrelevant because it's not Star Trek. I'm like, hey, thanks for commenting. Just wondering who, what part is not Star Trek? And he's like, just about everything after 2005. And I'm like, I 100% I, I get where you're coming from. I personally like the new movies a lot. And I, but I absolutely understand why, why, they're, why they're not everyone's cup of tea. I've only seen the original series of the Next Generation and the original crew movies. I haven't gotten past gotten past any of that as far as the old track, but I definitely see where you're coming from. And this guy comes back to us at the Super Review Show. You can like it or dislike it, but but either do not make it Star Trek. That'd be like saying rotten food is fine dining because you like it. It makes no sense. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. I see what you're saying. I'm being so generous to this guy. I really, am. if you're watching this, forgive me. But I see what you're saying. In your in your opinion, what, what is Star Trek to you? More story driven, less action, or something? And something the new Star Trek's missing. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And left with this giant comment: Star Trek is about exploring the human condition through, through narratives, which which can be story driven, have, have elements of action, but primarily. The exploration of the spectrum of various themes that are relevant today, just to preserve against a fictional universe. It did not say that this is wrong or right, like new Star Trek, new Star Trek seems to do. It did not label people or groups which showed often nuance and emphasis the process the probability that there could be any, there could always be two sides to any subject. It was philosophical in nature, while new Star Trek in its political views is in virtue signaling. Wait, hold on. It should be abundantly obvious that shows like Star Trek Discovery. So basically like his... Oh my god, this is So great. part of his complaint is Star Trek got political. But wasn't Star Trek political to begin with? Of course it was! Different races had different politics. Not just that, but he's like, he said the action... He went and said like and the action, typically the action those politics show. are allegories to real life. Sorry, I gotta get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like, honestly, he's not wrong, but he's wrong at the same time. I don't disagree with what his definition of Star Trek is, but I disagree with his definition of what Star Trek isn't. Um, I can see where people are saying that Into Darkness isn't a good representation of Star Trek. I can see that that argument, but ultimately, to me, Star Trek is the characters and the journeys that they make. Yes, correct. Because I'm sorry, um, I don't think there was that much uh, philosophical mumbo jumbo to fighting a giant lizard monster the gorn <laughs> yeah <laughs> and honestly yeah, that's a great episode i, I thought too. star trek beyond was essentially a two and a half hour star trek episode i completely agree with that i thought it was great so yeah and what he says about Alex Kirk's, <laughs> I had that, uh, 
I have that opinion about him and Roberto Orchi for a long time. Um, mostly because IP hack. <laughs> mostly because they worked on the Transformers movies, and also Alice Kurtman directed that god awful Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, that's true. So. I think on that level, he might be a bit of a David Goyer. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys know how much I love David Goyer. He does not like David Goyer. No shit. <laughs> oh, boy. But I definitely see where you're coming from, Justin, as well as one of our commenters as well. And who was that? Yeah, it was they outside. <laughs> No, 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 one of the comments just for that video I just showed you. Ah. He's like, anything past 2005? Look, everyone has their opinions on what Star Trek is, but you can't be a gatekeeper. You can't, you can't dictate what is and isn't Star Trek because ultimately the people who... Star Trek is whatever Star Trek makes it. Exactly. Technically. <laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> and honestly, look, the fundamentals of Star Trek were in the movies. Yeah. Okay, anyone have else anything to say about Star Trek? Clearly Bill doesn't. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek guy, so I don't know much about this. So it, it's a it's a brilliant franchise, just saying. I love it. So anyone have uh anything else you have on the list, Justin? Or because I got something in mind, but it's more music based. Um I feel like I've been speaking a lot, so if you guys have anything, go ahead. I want to go music just for a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what band I think has a very toxic fandom? Nirvana. Really? Yeah. Because you know what I heard? And listen, Nirvana has a, I think Nirvana's very overrated, but that's a conversation for a whole nother video. I like their music. But like, here's the thing. I heard their fan base is, if you don't like the, if you only like the mainstream stuff, they rip your ass a new one. Yeah, because actually I'm not gonna repeat the title of that that song. Good, good. Let's not. I got you knew, that you knew which song I was gonna say, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I don't feel like getting comments at three in the morning. So with pitchforks outside your door. Uh, oh damn it, I can't even tell them six feet anymore. Remember back there, going like, if you're going to come after me, remember, everyone, you have to stand six feet apart. Even though you're going to hurt me, you still got to abide by CDC guidelines. Jesus Christ. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, their fan base is just so, oh, my God, it's that, it's so deep and poetic. Like, oh, my God, your favorite one is, song is Smells Like Teen Spirit, and you don't like this. Album of Kurt Cobain throat singing Peruvian folk songs. Oh my God, you're you're so awful. 
Peruvian folk songs. Made that one up. I was going to ask if that was a thing or not. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was a thing? I have no I have no frame of reference <laughs> of singing her of throat singing Peruvian throat songs. <laughs> I think that's how you throat sing. Oh <laughs> Peruvian folk song. But yeah, the the Nirvana fan base are so freaking obnoxious when it comes to that. Anyone have anything to say on that? I um, agree with you. Wow. What? Yeah, that's pretty much what I got to say about it. Wow. And yeah. no, there's no album of him throat singing Peruvian th- folk songs, at least to my knowledge. Probably Warner Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, another one. We're moving on to this. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who used to be a big metalhead. Oh, Lord. And now he said, and we were literally just having this conversation the other day. And he said that he just cannot listen to, he's not a metalhead anymore. He said, because the metalhead community has just gotten so, has just gotten so toxic and they've gotten just so gatekeepery. Yeah, and I was reading about that earlier. Like, all they care about is, like, this ferocious guitar riffs and the screamo, and it's like... <laughs> Metalheads, folks. But I they, don't get it. They don't even like Metallica. They don't even consider Metallica real metal. Oh, yeah. They found metal. <laughs> they like the you know heavy guitars. And the... So Slipknot. I think a little heavier than more Slipknot. That off my voice. Um. Oh, ha- oh god! If you're heavier than Slipknot, holy shit! They it makes Slipknot sound like I don't know. Give me a band that's like super light. Um. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. They, they want something that makes Slipknot sound like Michael Bolton. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Yeah, the, again, I'm not a metalhead, so I've never really been into metal music. I have nothing against it. But, again, I don't know much about this. I just knew from what a friend told me. And he I've said, ever, I, I can't yeah. even call myself a, me- I can't even listen to metal anymore because of, because people have gotten so. Right. Yeah. Because people have gotten so. Yeah. Gatekeepery and so toxic. Yeah, said the they only, just become a bunch of purists. I know. The only metal, true like metal that I've gotten into is like, classic metal is like yeah metallica uh what do you call it a uh, slayer anthrax what's the other one i can't the big of? four basically megadeth megadeth is the other one yeah and also if you want to throw them in there i like slipknot as well but that's really all i know 
I really, um, I really don't, I really don't listen to metal that heavily. It's funny that you consider that classic metal. Um, I was thinking more like Black Sabbath, Judas Priest. Um, oh, well, I mean, then of Iron course Maiden. that. But I mean, I mean, when, when I think of metal, I think of like the the, the four bands you just mentioned: Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth. Yeah, the big and, four. Uh, yeah, that's me though. Yeah, and shout out to my buddy Vinny Levine because he's the one who I was having this conversation with the other day. So shout out, buddy. You were that was the and I'm like thinking when you were talking about like gatekeeping, I'm like, because we had that exact same conversation the other night. Yeah. And a lot of toxic fandom is gatekeeping. It's and for those of you who don't know who gatekeeping is, it's sort of like protecting the their own fan base or saying you have to have the standards of our fan base to be considered fans. It's like what I mentioned earlier with Rick and Morty. That is 100% fan uh, gatekeeping. And they're the type of people who's, who will tell you that if you thought that Superman snapping Zod's neck and Man of Steel was okay, then you're not a Superman fan. I feel like these fan bases just make their own standards. And listen, again, if you like any of these pieces of media, it doesn't make you a toxic fan. It just makes you if but if you go by these stupid arbitrary standards, then that is toxic fandom. Um let me backtrack a little bit on the Superman snapping Zod's neck thing. Um, because a lot of people have a problem with that. Um, because did you have a problem with it? Personally, I didn't. But I can understand people who did. So I, I can't really call that aspect of it toxic because I can understand it. Because Superman does have a, a no-kill role. He doesn't kill. The one time he killed in the comics in the Silver Age, he decided he can no longer be Superman, depowered himself, and walked into the Arctic. Really? JT, you know the story I'm talking about, right? Say it one more time with the Silver Age of what? Uh, the one time Superman killed in the Silver Age. I think so. With uh, involving a certain imp from the fifth dimension. I You're going to have to call me out on this. I really don't know what it is. Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, written by Alan Moore. Supposed to be like the last Silver Age story for Superman. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I, I, it's very vague, but I remember it. Yeah. What happened was Superman um, projected his Phantom Zone uh, projector at Mr. Mixie Spitlick. Yes, I actually know how to say the name. Fight me! Um, sorry. And at the same time, Mr. Mixius Pitlick says his name backwards to escape. Because that's the only way he can... That is the only way you can he can go back to the fifth dimension. Is by 
him is by tricking him to say his name backwards or writing it. But while he was disappearing, the Phantom Zone Ray tore him apart and killed him. And Superman said, I intended to kill him. And that's not right. Right. I can't be Superman anymore. So he went into this room um, that had gold kryptonite. Gold kryptonite will permanently remove the powers of any powered Kryptonian. Permanently. And then he walks out into the Arctic, presumably dying. Although it was revealed later that he was still alive, he changed his name because in that comic, he was also ousted as Clark Kent. Okay. All right. Okay. And listen, I know, uh, okay, we've been on for a while, so I think we should start uh, wrapping this up. But um, so I think then we need to talk about the big one. Yeah, we got to talk about this one first before we wrap it up. All right, so what's the last one we're going to talk about tonight? Star Wars. Why don't we talk about that after Star Trek? What the hell? Because I wanted to save this one for last because... Oh, that's true, actually. I'll give you that. This one, I specifically want to talk about The Last Jedi. But before you get to The Last Jedi, there is something I would like to discuss. Um, <clears throat> and we said... Um, listen, regardless how you feel about the prequels... Uh, yeah, also the prequels. Um... The guy who played Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention this too. He got so like overwhelmed with hate, he tried to take his own life. And Jake Lloyd was bullied for playing Anakin Skywalker. And it made him quit acting. Wow. Look, really? I'm not a prequels fan. Episode three, I like. The other two, all right. Episode one, I I can watch in a certain state of mind. But but that's no excuse for that kind of behavior. Absolutely. All right, I didn't like the movie. I'm not going to bully a kid over his performance. Yeah. That's he was a living. That's not being a diehard fan. That's being an asshole. It's being a bully. It's being... Enjoy hell, guys. <laughs> There's a special place in hell reserved for these people. I'm not God, but there's a special place reserved in hell. And he was also bullied at school, too, for this. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. And it looks like uh, Mr. Um, Lloyd has been also dealing with some mental health issues over the years. We wish him well. We hope he's getting... Absolutely. Uh, apparently, he's been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh. He has paranoid schizophrenia, so we, we wish him well. We Absolutely. hope he um, 
we hope he's getting we hope he's getting the right treatment. We hope mm. he's going to be fine, and we hope he can live a a long, healthy life. Absolutely. Best wishes. But um, but yeah. If again, this is like, why are you going to bully a freaking child? All right. What's the other Star Wars toxic fandom? Um. I was to. I was thinking if there was anything other than the sequel trilogy that I could talk about, but did Han shoot first? That one. Look. George Lucas. He created this franchise. He created these characters. He needs to learn when to just leave things be. Because every time these Star Wars movies get to re-release, it's something different. Like, now, they actually added an additional bit of dialogue before Guido shot. And to this day, George still defends his decision of having Guido. Sh um, is it uh, Greedo? Greedo, thank you. No, ma'am. Sorry about the slip up there. Um, that Greedo, he says something. I can't remember what he says. It's something stupid, and there was like no. Um, subtitle for it. It wasn't even English. And then he shoots and, and then Han shoots. And he's like, well, I don't want to make a, I don't want to make Han irredeemable, you know. He's, he's the key. Han is the key. Along with Jar Jar. Jar Jar also is the key. That is my George Lucas uh, impression. Not bad. So, what was the one in the sequels of the Toxic Fandom? So, technically, it did start with episode seven, but it reached a peak. With the last Jedi, I'm talking full on hate for this movie, and honestly, a lot of it is gatekeeping. The whole thing with Luke throwing his lightsaber over his shoulder. Did that bother any of you? Not really. I didn't pay much attention to it. I was along for the story. You know what? What that told me is shit. Something fucked happened to make Luke do that. 
my thoughts weren't Luke would never do that. My thoughts were something happened and it was major to make him do that. Um, And honestly, from what we find out in the movie, I kind of thought he was justified in his beliefs. Having the Jedi just disappear. Yeah, he kind of sparked the flame that is Kylo Ren dooming the galaxy to the First Order. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would lose a lot of serotonin from that. Like, I would need to be on constant alert. Like, people would be need needing to be checking in on me. Hey, how you doing? Twenty years down the line, that. Like, imagine being the person to. I don't know if we would get demonetized if I say this or not. I really don't know. We're not even monetized right now. So. Okay, so I'll just say. Like, imagine if you were patient zero of the coronavirus. Yeah. Think about how that would make you feel. Just ponder for a sec. You just started a global pandemic. Hundreds of thousands of lives are dead. And you were patient zero. Yeah. So that's how I, that's kind of how I think Luke felt times a hundred. I don't blame him there, but. Yeah, I really don't blame you. So. Right? Yeah. And yeah. even... And here's the thing. Mark Hamill is involved with this gatekeeping. Like, he... has gone on record saying he does not agree with that... with Luke, with Luke's character in The Last Jedi. And I think that was a lot of fuel to this. And look... Mark, I get you didn't like where the character went. And I commend you for doing the role and doing it with a smile on your face. It sounded like he he enjoyed working with the people he was working with. Mm -hmm. He just didn't like where his character went. Right. But what, what happened is that just fueled this monstrous monstrous toxic fandom and some of it justified there were some plot points that were a little confusing that didn't necessarily go anywhere and Ryan Johnson 
did really want to subvert expectations. And if there's a franchise you don't want to subvert expectations on, it's Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> but in my opinion, they did the worst possible thing in course correcting for the Rise of Skywalker when they should have just stuck with their guns and done Duel of the Fates. Mm. Because, honestly, I enjoyed The Last Jedi because it gave me something new. It, It challenged me. And it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Um, and obviously we have to talk about uh, Kelly Marie Tran and her character of Rose Tico. What's the um, thing about that? So Kelly Marie Tran, if you want to scroll down a little bit. JT. That picture um, with Ray holding. Uh, scroll up. A little more. That one. That picture. So, including Rose, yes, it was another attempt at um, adding more diversity to the Star Wars franchise because Star Wars for the first three episodes was not a diverse franchise. Um, There was one black person. The prequels honestly had some pretty racist stereotypes in it, um, especially with Trade Federation. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Watto. Um, so they added Kelly Marie Tran as a new side character. Right? Um, Finn and Rose, they go on this side quest, which... Yeah, it's kind of pointless. And they get political there. For some reason, every... People have this conception that Star Wars was never political. It's always been political. The first franchise, the first trilogy... War is politics. They were ta- in the first movie. They were talking about the the Senate and all that. Um, until it got dissolved, you know. There's there's ambassadors. There's there's politics in Star Wars. The prequels had a shit ton of politics. Oh, yeah. You know how much talk there was about trade regulation? Yep. I mean, it's, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from, though. I mean, it's, I mean, we just went off on a big tangent, but I definitely see your point, so. 
Oh yeah, and there's all yeah. religious themes in um in Star Wars too. And you know what? And I saw this is too. If you remember, we made this in our car reviews, Justin, when um Yoda and what's his face, Luke Skywalker, were talking. That was a great scene. And he goes, "But I destroyed the sacred text." And then like Yoda burns everything down. Because I kind of considered it to maybe sort of the conflict in the Catholic Church, how maybe represents the more traditionalist, the more traditionalist wing, the more like Pope Benedict, Pope John Paul II wing as, hey, we've been doing this for 2000 years. Nothing's going to change. Let's stick to it. While, While Yoda represents the more Pope Francis, more progressive. Hey, you know what? It's time for a change wing of the church. I don't know. It was kind of odd since Yoda's got like 900 years on Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Any other? Yeah, go ahead. But where I was going with this, with the Kelly Marie Tran thing is she got cyber bullied after the release of this movie. Really? How come? Because she was a major character in The Last Jedi that a lot of people did not like. For some reason. And it actually forced Kelly Marie Tran off of social media. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's. There are fan edits of this movie that remove all of the left-wing indoctrinations. And guess how long it is? How long? 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm not surprised. There's like a 20-minute version of this film. You're never going to watch it. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So, it, it, There were pet petitions made to remove the last Jedi from the canon and to redo it. Oh boy. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, I, I, I know you've gone on a lot. <laughs> uh, I'll share my thoughts really quick. I liked it. I mean, when I saw this, but I think it was great. And yeah, it was okay. But like, I still liked it though for what it was, and there was a lot more in there than I thought they would put in there. Like with everything with Luke and the cantina, not the cantina, with like the, the casino scenes and all that stuff. So I liked it overall. Bill, what, did you like it overall or no? Uh, I thought it was okay. Okay, all right. I, all right. It, but I think the yeah. personally, I think the movie has a lot of high highs and a lot of low and a few low lows. I would say it's probably the weakest out of the sequel trilogy. No, Probably. for me that's still Love Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you guys on that. Still, so. well, well, I do. I think we're all set, guys. You guys have any any last minute comments for uh, Last Jedi or what? No, nah, I think I'm good. I'm good. All righty. Well, in that case, everyone, thank you. Thank you, you for coming to our TED Talk. Thank you yes. for coming to our TED Talk tonight, right here on the Superview Show Mixed Bag. You guys, as always, are amazing. We're so glad you joined us. Thanks so much for listening and watching. You guys are outstanding, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Um, we'll be back next week with a different topic. 
and we will be talking about something completely different, hopefully not as controversial as this topic. And uh, my Bill, I think, <laughs> Bill, I think, what's that, what's that, Justin? You said that you're we're going to do something completely different. So I said, oh, Monty Python. Now time for something <laughs> different. Okay. I was going to say, Bill, I thought I didn't. You have something, right? You do something online. I forgot. What's a sanity podcast? Check us out. We are on all platforms. Give us a listen. We're awesome. Now, yeah, I've listened to a couple of your episodes, my man. You're pretty good. And Thank if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. So follow us on Spotify as a podcast. Do whatever and you guys do. Apologies to Matt Damon. We'll we ran out of time. time. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a part two of this one day. We might have to. We'll see. But thank you so much for listening. And you guys are amazing. We'll see you guys next time. And adios, muchachos. We'll see you guys later. Peace.